Debut! Welcome to the Harvard Report. Here it's debut day, man. It's been a long time coming. I can't wait to get into all the topics. I can't wait to be posting content consistently. And I can't wait to talk some basketball with my friends, man. So, for those of you who don't know, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Rob's host as usual. We're going to get shoot it off to Kevin Chris, the usual cast of characters. And we're going to get into the first episode, man. It's scrimmage dates. NBA is right around the corner. So, Kev, what have you been up to? Debut day. Again, it's good to be back here. Um, if you're hearing this, basketball is back officially. Everything matters. Game matters. I'm really excited. The NBA's latest round of testing came back all negative. Meanwhile, the MLB is absolutely mosh up. So, <laughs> just thankful right now. I'm thankful. I'm thankful we finally got this together, man. Long time coming, as I said before. Chris, we've been up to Mr. Hot Takes. And where's the Jack Harlow? What's popping? <laughs> Finally, I'm actually so excited, like super excited. Can't believe that, you know, we were doing a whole lot of pre and everything like that. But we've been looking at this for like three months. So I'm happy to be here. And basketball is finally here, too. So it's good. It's great, man. It's great. We got a heavy slate today. I'm glad that we finally have a bunch of things to talk about with basketball starting tomorrow, being July 30th. Right. Um, so let's get into the first subject. I don't want to waste you guys time. Uh, so for today, we're going to start off by basically saying what hot takes or what stands out to you about the scrimmages. So for those of you who don't know, the NBA has resumed, kind of, sort of. Um, basically, a lot of teams are now scrimmaging with one another in the Orlando bubble, um, allowing teams to play one another. And stars are playing. Some stars are half playing, sitting, whatever the case is. But nonetheless, it's still basketball. So what are some of the hot takes that you guys see from the scrimmages so early on? in the NBA season, or resumption, I should say. Nothing hot, just um, scrimmage. Again, to me, it feels like summer league. Again, it's just exciting to have basketball back. You have a lot of guys, stars, veterans in this league who are taking days off, something I didn't really expect to see. I I kind of expected everyone to just be playing as, like, not every single minute, but playing every single game, trying to get themselves into shape with, you know, only eight regular games to, to playoffs. Uh, aside from that, throughout scrimmages, Bull Bull, someone who, you know, was very exciting to watch so far, and I'm kind of intrigued to see what the future has in store for him and some of the other lineups that we've seen teams toss out there. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, like, for me, it's just like how, like, what Kev was saying. It had the summer, like, the summer league feel, but mainly because, like, we're watching the scrimmages for, like, the new wrinkles that we didn't see you know, during the actual, during the regular season. So, like, we're looking at guys like Bobo, even guys like Andre Robertson. Like, it's just a good story. That guy hasn't played ball in two in two years, over two years, and now he's back in these scrimmages, and he's playing well. So, like, you know, the maybe the casual fan isn't really that invested into stories like that, but, like, for people like us that are literally addicted to basketball, like, it's pretty cool seeing Andre Robertson out there hitting threes. So it held me over um, quite well, honestly. And now the real games can start, so we'll see how it goes. Did yeah, you guys? Uh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Did you guys? I had no idea Jonathan Isaac was back. That was a surprise because I remember they said that he wasn't expected to be back, but he was still yeah. going to travel with the team. And but yo, take it in. Not only was he back, but like you know, he my thing, numbers. like he had, fam, he had his hands on his knees out there. You know what I'm saying? Like I won't even get numbers. into that. I won't even get into what that really means. But like he was out there moving. He dropped numbers. Me. It was crazy. When I looked at stats, I'm like, hold on. Then I looked at the minutes played. I'm like, nah, huh? 
The man, man played, played like under ten minutes, fam. Played seven minutes, dropped thirteen and seven with two, with two steals with, with the, two with trees. The, who said my goodies? <laughs> with the goodies, fam. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> on his J Lo thing, fam. He had I, his hands on his knees. I hope, there, I hope he gets up to speed. Like he can play full minutes come playoff time. I know they're gonna get bounced regardless, but I'm just happy to see him back out there. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise to see him. I think my biggest thing is just like I forget that like how deep NBA rosters actually are, and it's like. Summer League's a bit different because I watch Summer League from a different perspective. I'm just trying to see the rookie stars for the first time against some semi-NBA talent. But, like, now, like, I, the other day I was watching Carson Edwards dunk the ball on James Harden. I'm like, Carson Edwards has been in the G League for the whole year. Like, who are these guys? But, like, obviously. He's still, getting some big lead minutes, stuff. Man, come on. Come on. Carson Edwards is at the end of the bench, man. Yeah, he's at the end. They are... Yeah, but he wasn't on a D-League thing. Like, he was yeah, in the league. league. He's play, he's no, no, play, no, 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 no. It wasn't he a was top or fall flex. He though. was definitely in the main, on the main. No, nah, like, he was in the G-League, but I'm saying, like, it wasn't like he was, like, down there for, like, a majority of the time yeah. down there. You know, but it so. wasn't like he was on the court either. Whether he was hugging the 12th spot on the bench or at the G-League, he wasn't on the court for NBA players. My point is this. It's just, like, I get to see these guys, and it's just, like, I never really... I guess I can appreciate basketball, but I just don't really often see like the end of the bench players really get extensive minutes and i feel like this is a good time to let you know that these guys can still play basketball although i do think a lot of them are shit but um that's my own opinion but um it's interesting at the at the very least i also forgot reggie evans was on the clippers Reggie Jackson, Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Yeah, my I was about to say, whoa, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, not the legend. What? Nah, I missed that one. Still. Not the hungry, hungry hippo. Reggie <laughs> 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 Jackson. I was like, what? I forgot he was on that team. I seen them in a, like you know one of those promo vids from one of their practices. I'm like, yo, hold on, that's Reggie. That guy's not even gonna get burned. That guy was starting, starting NBA player, and now is what a third stringer on that team. It's crazy. He might still. he might have been the worst starting point guard in the league, to be honest. Fair still. That is fair. Um, but yeah, like just as I said, like it's interesting to see things like that. DJ Wilson on the Bucks still sucks. That's my hot take for the day. Um there's no reason why that guy can't. I can't even it. that's some that's that's not even a mild take, fam. Like, but the thing about it is like I'm looking at it and I'm like <laughs> I feel like man's rate him though. Like somebody does. They do DJ someone rates someone rates someone rates to do what? No, no, no. But like you know one of those where it's like, yo, I don't know the man, but I know somebody does. Because why is he playing? The thing about it is this, is him and Ilya Sova are both combo forwards and have similar games. Why can't he take Ghostface is nasty. Ghostface no way Ghost he, face is nasty. He's Ghost not face nasty. Ghostface so Why? Because he, he takes a one-two charge? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he can hit a trade ball. For what <laughs> he, he is? he takes a one-two nah, charge. No, no, no. Come on. For what he but is. But that's what I'm saying. Why can't DJ Wilson be that? That's not that. No, no, no. That charge is different. That's an innate skill to Ilya Sova. Let's credit the team already. That's an innate skill to you because... What I don't understand is how he's all like man's no on defense. The only thing he does is take charges the and man, he takes them every game. So the like, man's been playing fifteen minutes a game for like the past five years and somehow always lead top three in the league in charges. You can't replace that from those are possessions gained. I'm not denying that. I'm not taking it away from what I'm not taking anything away from Ilya Silva's game. I know what he does is 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 earning him the minutes on the floor. What I'm saying is DJ Wilson, do something. I don't what do you do? And why can't you beat? I'm not even saying if they want to play Ilya Sova, fine. Why can't you at least compete for the position or the roster spot? This guy is out there, and I'm looking at him like, what do you do good? You don't shoot, you don't drive. Well, he has a roster spot, so he has his roster spot is secure. So I don't know about that one. So they picked up the team option. 
I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yo, fam, I'm not out here following BJ Wilson. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, so you can't ask me questions like that. Like, Yo, I'm not following that mad still. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a man like BJ Wilson. Who cares? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, let's get into it. I'm glad everybody at least got to watch a little bit of the scrimmages. Um, obviously, we're expecting the intensity to pick up and some real basketball to start for the upcoming eight games. But, however, we don't even know if that's actually going to be the case, just given the fact that a, a lot of teams have voiced their concerns about um, resting players. Uh, especially, uh, I know Mike Budenholzer came out in a press conference and said that he doesn't expect Giannis to play all eight games, um, which is understandable because, like, what are you playing for at that moment? But um, I guess my question to you guys now is, for the upcoming eight games, is there any key matchups that you have your eyes on or any key uh, players you're looking for to kind of make a wave in this next eight games upcoming? Kev, what are you thinking? Uh, personally, I'm looking at the Lakers' first two games, right? First games against the Clippers, we know no Lou will. I don't think Montrez is going to be there at all. And on the Lakers side, we don't know if Anthony Davis is playing. You know, he's doing that little put me on the injury report thing. Let me see how I feel the morning of. That's an interesting game. And then on Saturday, I believe they're playing the Raptors. And, you know, for us, that's a big deal. It's always big when the Lakers come to town. LeBron James comes to town. And I, I look for the Raptors to, you know, set that tone, just coming straight out the blocks when people try and forget what we did. They're going to try and discredit what we did. Just try and, you know, five months passed. All right, it's a new season now. I'm hoping the Raptors come out. And on this new season, just, you know, let everybody know again that they're a real team. And we're going to try and make some noises here. So those are those are two I'm looking forward to the most. First game, Zion versus the Jazz. is uh, It'll be exciting just because basketball is back, to be honest. But we'll see how that game goes. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I'm looking at the Raptors as well, obviously. We're from Toronto, so it's like, yeah, hometown team. We're trying to see if we can, you know, we lost Kawhi, but I'm I'm okay with losing. I just want to lose in a honorable fashion, if if that makes sense. Like, if we're going to go out, I want to go out in like a game six, game seven conference finals thing. So, like, we got to get there first. So, we'll see if we have that, you know, in the bag. The next thing I'm looking for, Philly. So, like, they paid... Al Horford, $100 million, right? And it's looking like that guy might not be able to play 15 minutes a game for that team because he's just been that bad. And the fit has just been that bad. Like, hypothetically, it was supposed to work because he can shoot, but he can't shoot when he, when he's beside Embiid for some type of reason. So it's like, how are they going to, you know, they, they put Shake Milton in and they have Ben Simmons at power forward now. Like, is Ben finally going to start taking short corner threes? And how is that going to work with, you know, uh, Horford? Like, how are they going to be able to use him? You can't you, you can't relegate $100 million to your bench. So Brett Brown has to get creative. I don't know what he's going to do, but he has to do it. And he has these eight games to do it. And hopefully they can make noise because, you know, on paper, they're as talented as any team in the league. Like, if you have Giannis, we have Embiid. Like, and then it goes down the line in that type of way. So I'm going to need to see something from Philly or else Brett Brown, I can assure you, that guy's getting fired. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think sports is just funny where, like, everything can look good on paper. And when you apply it, it just doesn't look right. Everything that looked good on paper, now you just look at it and it doesn't make sense. Like, you have Al Horford, who's been an uh, at least average three-point shooter, like, league-wide in, in terms of his production for the past, you know, couple of years. And now he's on this team and he looks terrible. Like, he's shooting 42, 44% from the field. Don't look, Like, not even talking about three-pointers yet. And... To give him that much money at his advanced age, like they literally pushed all their chips onto the table. And also talking about a roster that has, you know, 
Embiid and Ben Simmons who can be, you know, classified as generational type talents. And they've had so much roster turnover, even within the success. Like, they had their period where they traded for Jimmy Butler, then they traded for Tobias, let Jimmy go, and now they're bringing out Horford. So it's been a lot of turnover. And they tried, traded Robert Covington, Sarich. Like, so much roster turnover in the past, like, couple of years for a team that has so much talent. It's just weird. I feel like there's no continuity, and they tried to put this together to work on paper, and it's just not. Well, I, I agree. And, like, one of the things I, I kind of noticed is that Elton Brand went from being on the end of the bench as a mentor player to being the GM in the span of, what, three, four years? Like, I feel like people don't value the education and the experience that comes behind being a general manager. Like, it's not something that you could just pick up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hear these analysts on TV talking about it, Chauncey Billups, um, all these all these guys are saying, yeah, like, if I was GM, yada, yada, yada. And then you hear their, their basketball takes, and it's like, you're an idiot. I shouldn't say that. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, because like, like I said, like on paper, like Philly is literally like as talented as as any team in the league. I I don't agree with that because at the same time, you should have known that Al Horford is a center. Like I hate when people like to makeshift things and say he is this, he's that, and he's not. Al Horford is a center. He's a versatile center. He's a versatile center. And that's why people make the mistake. Just because you're a versatile center doesn't mean you're best suited as a power forward because that's ultimately what he was going to be. There's no difference about that. But that's not the question, though. The, the fact is that he can't shoot the basketball. Anymore. But what I'm saying like, is, as a versatile center, it's different from being you a versatile center at the five and being able to stretch the floor than being half than having to be able to stretch the floor as your primary true, skill. True. That's yeah, a difference. True. Because Al Horford was, was that when he was on Boston, he was doing his thing, he was stretching the floor, he was getting his rebound, but at the end of the day, he was still their center. That's not the case with Philly. And I feel like when you miscast people like that, you put them in uncomfortable positions, and now he's not in a position where he's able to put up the same numbers. But who do you have to blame for that? Yeah, I agree. I, now that you say it, I agree with what you're saying, because when Embiid went down and he's playing center, you saw him producing. So, yeah, and that's, you're right on that one, to be honest with you. I didn't look at it that way and. Like uh, as you said, like he's not being put in a good situation to succeed. But again, I just like turn, that. That just goes to me saying, like, how do you have such? You're talking about your two best players being able to be with the potential to be so good, and like you're pushing all your chips. When you push your chips to the table, right? You're pushing your chips to the table on a guy that's 33 years old, and then asking to play out of position. It's just weird. Like, here's the t- thing, though. Like they were trying to follow the model that we had in terms of. Gasol and Ibaka playing at the same time. So, like, they were trying to say, okay, we're gearing up to, to go after Giannis. And how we did it is we built the wall with, you know, Ibaka's they had Mark and Ibaka. Them. Yeah, I know, but, like, Ibaka and Al Horford, in theory, play the same type of style on offense. Yes, but, and like, I, and again, I would say that, and I would say I Al Horford is a better defender than Ibaka. In theory, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be a more a guy who can cover on the perimeter and block shots at the rim. Like he was supposed to be a, a versatile defender, and he's not even doing that part. Either. I don't, so, I don't like, think he was ever um, covering people on the on the wing. I don't know. Like he not he's not gonna get blown by like he's like he has no feet at all. But I think I get what you're saying. I just don't. I don't know. I don't think. I think bringing in first of all, it all comes down to your the resources you're allocating to this, right? We got Gasol and we have Ibaka, but what we gave up for it is not anywhere close to the to the resource that they just allocate to Al Horford. Now, don't get me wrong, Mark Gasol is still making like over twenty five million a year right now, or close to it. He's in the twenty somewhere. But what I'm saying is, 
these things can change. Like Ibaka and Gasol are up this year if, if um if they don't opt in, and then we move on. Right? You brought in thirty three old Ajo for to stop one guy who. That's kind of the confusion to me. You can't like you can't make these decisions. It's like the Rockets that built everything around the their ability to beat the Warriors, and that one felt more made, like felt like it made more sense because you knew the Warriors were going to be there. But in this case, with the Philadelphia Phillies Sixers, I don't even know Philly gets to the Bucks. So to build your whole model around what the Raptors did when you know Ibaka is has been a four his whole career, and on top of that, we had Kawhi Leonard. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. Right, and we were throwing a junk defense at them. Are they going to do the same? I guess they're going to try and imitate it, but I don't know. I can't admit that Al Horford has probably the, been the best defender of Giannis over the past couple of years. What 33, 30 plus million four years? It's nuts. To see, like when it, when when we did it, I didn't feel like it was nuts because I felt like Al Horford had the type of game where it should be it should age gracefully. Like he's not beating you up down low. He's not driving by you and showing athleticism like it's a fundamental based offensive skill set that he had at least that's what i thought but i think the real discussion is like what's the opportunity cost of you know like i don't i don't see giving him the money over a guy like jimmy butler or whatever whoever had to lose like we lost jimmy butler and we got and we paid tobias and al horford but we, we basically gave al horford's money to instead of giving it to Jimmy. So I'm like, I don't mind doing that. Like, I'm, I'm okay with losing But that's not, that's not, that's, that's, that's not the issue, though. The issue is, here's the issue, Chris. Here's the issue in all this, right? It's the flexibility, right? The, the, the way you can always, you know, take advantage of certain situations, for example, right? The way Raptors were able to go out and get Kawhi is because we had the flexibility. We had guys at different stages of the career. We had short-term contracts. We had, you know, we had pieces that can be moved. When you give Al Horford that $30 million a year for f- three, four years, I believe, he becomes yeah. an immovable piece at that point. So, like, yeah. once you and give I hear him that, that money, he's it, off the board. Yeah, it's the opportunity cost of what could you have done if you didn't, if you weren't strapped down with with Al Horford. Like, I hear that, but at the right. same time, it should that shouldn't have mattered if Al Horford came over to do what we saw him doing in Boston. Not even forget the Hawks, but yeah, Atlanta. Al but oh, here, yes, let me let me say this. The same let me, thing. Let me Go ahead, say but this. Go ahead, to you, Chris. This is the this is my problem with Elton Brand's role as a GM and what he did. I have to really present him with a value proposition. Is paying Al Horford $100 million more valuable than rounding out your team? Because realistically speaking, if we're talking about it in a vacuum, Al Horford was a 33-age man, right? Natural, de- de- natural depreciation of your game is going to happen regardless of what you think. And it's never like Al Horford would have that top 10 or 15 player that would have really made the difference. My question is, if you think that Al Horford is the difference between you making a championship, then I feel like you need to reassess your roster. Personally, yo, the roster, but what I'm, the roster isn't deprived of talent. It's not like it's like top. It's not always about talent. It's fit. Oh, it's we're fit. not talking talent. It's fit. We know it's, it's no, fit. but he's but he's saying but he's saying we're the like he deprived the, the roster of something. He didn't deprive he the deprived, roster. Of anything. No, no, he deprived the team of being able to be fully rounded out. What's that? For instance, that's what I'm saying. How is it not rounded out? Because you gave yo, the money wait. to a man that wasn't okay. making that yo, much Chris, of a difference. All right, what are we missing on the roster? Hold on, hold on, Yeah. So this is this is the way I look at it, right? When you give Al Horford that thirty million, it it impedes your ability to go out and get that Marco Bellinelli like they did that year when they first went to the playoffs. 
You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like, but like, okay, it's he not, went on, and got Alec Burke and Glenn Robinson Jr. Okay. Like, those those are great players. Those are what? great additions. Yo, what are we I'm, talking about? Glenn, yo, about? Glenn Robinson. I'm talking about on the scale. I'm talking about on the scale of a uh, Marco Bellinelli and who, who did they get? Bes- and as well, like they picked up end of the bench rotation players last but year. Marco Bellinelli. That year they had that run. It was, it, Bellinelli fast, was getting they, 25 plus minutes. But to, but take what I'm saying is. Bellinelli, I, like he's not even like a significant player in the big scope of the league. The same way how a Glenn Robinson or an Alec Burks isn't. Like they're they're specialists in that sense, both of them. Yeah, but not okay. But Alec but hold Burks on. What do, what and do they Robinson specialize in? Are not shooters. Alec, Bur- hold on, hold on. Let me, Rob. Let me let me just make this clear, right? Alec Burks is a bucket when he can get onto the court. Let's let's let keep that clear. What is Glenn Robinson a specialist at? That guy wasn't even in the league until last last this year. No, he but he he was he was playing very well over in over in um what's it called? My point is that I can't remember the, the team that he was playing for. But what I'm I saying is Glenn from, Robinson is more Glenn Robinson is more <laughs> of a body. Like he's more of a body. Like yo, a a a wing player that you that won't kill you on the court is extremely valuable. He has no offense. Like it's a, yo, he, he can abs- hit the spot up three. We just need him to hit a wide open tray. That's it. We're not asking him to create. We're not asking him to run pick and rolls. All we're asking him to do is stand out and hit a three, and which he can do. What happened to James Ennis? Where'd that guy go? Wasn't that what he was supposed to do? Nah, but he didn't have the defense that Glenn Robinson would have. He wasn't spry enough. That guy's old. Rob, yo, maybe I just don't know still. Because, yo, I don't know how we're talking <laughs> I don't know about Glenn Robinson as a defender now still. I, again, what I'm saying is, as far as you, I guys, you guys cashed in all your chips. Like, there's no more... Now, when you talk about... Now, when you talk about Philly, if a change has to be made, Matt's got to talk about Embiid and and um, Simmons, like, as in terms of trading. Like, because not only did you give Tobias Harris X amount of dollars... Sorry, Al Horford X amount of dollars. You went and gave Tobias Harris a max contract. And, you know, it's one of those things where once you give him that max contract, again, he's off the table. You can't trade that man now. Because no one's going to pay that amount of money for him. And I think when you have such talented players, when you have guys in terms of Embiid and Ben Simmons that when they reach, if they reach their full potential, they're enough to carry you to a championship with just, you know, some, some depth around you and a good fit around you. When you go and cash in all your chips, you deprive them of that ability. Because when they come into their own, you're not going to have the flexibility to figure out what I need to do to make this team as good as possible. Not anymore. And but with like, this, with like this player, said, hold on, that's hold a on. whole different conversation, though. Right, like, we're not talking. So like, I agree with you with the opportunity cost. I already said that. With this team, the so only young, thing I, with this ahead, team so ahead. young, you, I don't see. I never saw a reason to do this. Like, your team, you have guys. I don't. You don't have your best players are not above the age of twenty six. Yes, you know you have Embiid's, Embiid's a ticking time bomb in terms of his health, right? But. Why are you gonna cash all your chips in on a thirty-three-year-old man? Like it's just weird to me. And because he was supposed to be that valuable, like <laughs> he was supposed to be that that type of player for you. But you're coming. You're you're bringing. It's not like you're bringing him in and asking him to to be the exact same player he was in Boston. You're bringing him in and asking him to do something completely different. And when you do that, you can, you can get a, a different outcome. As Rob's like said, like once you you're not bringing him to do the exact same thing he was doing before. You're bringing him to do some of the things that he did very well in his position. But now if, he, if that falls off the table, now – so before in Boston, if he's not making shots, he's still rebounding, he's still blocking shots, he's still defending, he's still a center. If he's not making shots now, he's none of those things. 
And your shot can come and go. It's not even just the whole season. Like, even in a series, if Al Horford's not hitting shots now, what is he? And you're not playing Giannis. If you're playing the Raptors and Al Horford's not hitting shots, he has no use out there anymore. Well, man, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Derek Dunn gave him the money. When they signed him, I didn't hear a big, oh, how could they do this? I heard them saying, Philly is going to be a monster. That's what I heard the narrative around the team. They were supposed to be one or two in the East this year. They were supposed to be one of the best teams. So I'm all I'm, I'm like, Brett Brown has to figure it out. I don't know, but but going back to the to the point, I know we got a little bit off topic there. Um, one of the more interesting matches I'm looking at is Memphis and Portland. Um, like again, I, I obviously want to see the big teams play, like the Bucks, um, the Lakers, Clippers, and so forth. But I'm more so interested in the teams fighting for position, right? So like Memphis and Portland play on the 31st. Like that's going to be a key game to me. I'm trying to see who's really wants it and is going to come out there hungry, right? Um, <clears throat> Utah, OKC, that could be a potential four or five matchup, like. Um, like those type of matchups are what I'm looking at, right? I don't really care for anything like for the lower seeded Western or yeah, Western teams like Sacramento. I don't really care for that. It's more so the the positional battles, the people that are grinding for the eighth, ninth seed that I'm trying to see, <clears throat> or future playoff matchups for that matter, just to see how they kind of scheme against the other teams. Well, what time is it? I guess it's time for us to take our first break, or unless you guys have something to say before we go out. No, we can go out. Take a break and come back. All right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll take our first break. Um, don't go anywhere. Pause. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. I like the first part of that discussion. It was nice. It was nice. But um, moving forward, let's get into the next topic. So for those of you that don't know, this is kind of – I'd be embarrassed. But for those of you that don't know, Lou Will – had an excused absence from the bubble. Um, I believe it was a death of a, of a close family member or a friend of a family member or something like that, um, in which he left the bubble, did his thing, went to Magic City, got caught on tape with Jack Harlow, <laughs> said he went there to go get food, and came back to the bubble and never told anybody. And they found it out via, I think it was Jack Harlow's Twitter. So how do you guys feel about that? Like, I don't know. I don't know if, like, I don't really know where I stand on that. But, like, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, it's funny, for one. Like, it's jokes, though. I don't know if you guys... I, I, I showed you guys the pic of the food. The food looks mod. So when he said it's his favorite restaurant, now I understand. Still. When he first said it, I thought he was talking shit. But when I seen the food, I'm like, all right, I understand. Here's, here's my question, I guess. I'm kind of, like, now that I'm thinking about this. Like, when these players aren't excused absences, like, is no one expecting them to go, like, absolutely anywhere? Or is it just the fact that he went to a strip club? You see what I'm saying? Because, like... There can be just as many people at a restaurant or somewhere else that a player that's on excused absence right now may have went to. So I'm just wondering, like, is it because he went to the strip club, you know, because, you know, things got their business out and, you know, the close proximity that you are to these women? Or is it just that you went somewhere other than where you're excused to go? Because if a guy like Zion leaves the bubble for seven days, I don't think he's just going to be home for the full seven. Like, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys think about that. I think it is because he went to a strip club, which just makes the story like that much funnier. But like, 
They said he has his own wings named after him, like the 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 sweet Lou sweet lemon Lou's pepper fun. wings. That like, that's a, the sweet Lou's is madness. Lemon pepper too. Come on, bro. Like you have to. He's probably eating free fam. What do you mean? That's, like you got to take a stop. Yeah, but he yo, has to show where he. Too. It's probably one of those he can't. The thing is no, 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 no. But yo, that's what I'm saying. Like where he where he messed up is that he. They said that during the season, like he would get it catered to him. Like he didn't like when he when he usually is oh, in Atlanta or something okay. like that. Like he okay. like he has a catering service, you know what I'm saying? So like, why are you actually in there? Like, there's absolutely no reason. Like, I get it. You he he probably was in the bubble. He probably said, "Yo, like fuck it. Like I'm trying to go in, show face, shake hands." So so you gotta take this out. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? So now you just gotta take this out. Like, and it's just funny because like seeing you know Perk call him out. And whatever, and him going back at Perk, like at Absolute first he said, yeah, like at first he said, you know what, everybody enjoy it, have your laughs, you know, do your thing. And then he completely attacked Perk when Perk had whatever he had to say. So I guess that's just more of a Perk thing. But like, I don't know, man, like he knows he has to hold the L and that's all that matters. Like, as long as you know you have to hold this L, I'm okay with what you did. Yeah. You know you, you know what I'm saying? I, I, didn't know hear what no, I hear no getting on there, making no excuses. But what, from what I, I had heard that he had, Went to, he got a, he had an excuse after to go to a funeral, and after the funeral, Bear Mads went to Magic City. Yeah, but and yeah, but who, that's, that's yeah, but who the, cares? Yeah, no, who no, cares, no, saying, no, no, I'm just that sounds like a flex. Though. That's a flex, fam. That's a, that yeah, but like who a, cares? That sounds like Atlanta to its core to me. Still, that's fam, the funny part. Fam, like, take that, this in though. If you show part. your mom, if you just hypothetically, like when you're younger, like you show your mom you're gonna be here, and the group of man them say, "Ah, right, we're gonna push over here." You don't take your ass home. Yeah, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not you know saying, saying? excuse absence. Don't get it twisted, Chris. No way am I arguing saying they should allow him for that. I'm just saying that's the story that's being told, which makes this even funnier. The man went to some type of funeral, some type of, I think some family friend's father, and then man said, yo, let's touch Magic City to commemorate this. Whoever passed, right? And he went on, he went on to say that the food place wasn't open. And apparently, if you went on the website, that place has been open from 3.30 to 3.30 a.m. So even then, he was capping, but Again, he held it, so I can't complain off of that. My only thing is this: this is like, if you know you're doing wrong, like let's not let's not excuse the fact that Lou Will's an intelligent man. You know what you're doing. Why do you not take all precautions to not be seen? Like, why are you posing up in, in the picture with Jack Harlow? Like, that's what I don't understand. He like, probably didn't think he didn't. He probably didn't think that Jack Harlow was paparazzi like that still. But like, it's eventually he eventually yeah, he's not, posting not, that picture still. No still. way, that's man! You can't tell me you take a picture of a celebrity. You don't. You t- you took a picture knowing you're not supposed to be there. We yeah, all know yeah, you, can't, you can't take no if it's not your ma- your people that you're there with right now, even if it, I'm there with people I'm right now, don't like don't take that. Cause yo, and on top of that, he had the NBA mask bubble on. I think that's where he fucked up. Cause if he doesn't have that mask on, he can say, yo, this was from way back. Cause that's what Jack Harlow tried to say. Jack Harlow tried to say this was an old pick, but the man had the NBA bubble mask on to identify himself. <laughs> Jack Harlow tried to write out? <laughs> yeah, because obviously that that's the ultimate form of dry snitching, right? Obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. it doesn't get but, worse than that stuff. Yeah, so it doesn't get yeah, that's dry <laughs> when you didn't have to and you just did. <laughs> that's that is actually. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he he. They tried. They try to cover it up, but it's like one of those things. Is like that you should you took the picture, hugged the L. Like obviously, Perk is a clown, but like you didn't have to do that. Like in all honesty, you're do actually jeopardy. Well, you didn't have to go to Magic City. You could have, oh, yeah, whatever. You could have just said, "I'm not going." You, you're, you're, you have enough status. If you have your own names with, if you have your own wings named after you in the club, I'm pretty sure you can get away to find those wings in your house. But you probably feels the obligation to show face, fam. 
because of that. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna <laughs> you know show the man that hey, hey, hey. and then you see Jack Carlo, you, you know, it was popping. <laughs> walking, walking with your two girlfriends, like come on, uh, man, that's comedy still. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, like as we said again, basketball starting tomorrow. Did you guys have any other hot takes you want to talk about, or anything that kind of just was on your mind before we wrap it up here? Like. I didn't mean oh. anything else. I'm just excited for the NBA to get back and start. I'm, I'm tired of these scrimmage games and watching these hey, clubs play hey, basketball. Hey, really... hey. Le- LeBron James. LeBron James will win his fourth title this year. He's a serious man. He's a very, very serious man. At first, I didn't want to come out and say because I didn't want to jinx my guy. He's winning that fourth, that fourth chip, and then he's Goat James. I already call him Goat James to me, but he's going to be Goat James to all other men. COVID rings? Come on, man. Uh, I mean, I see Nurkic. I seen that lineup that they had. No, know, but like just Nurkic yo, 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 Kev, Kev, Kev. That guy is disgusting. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, 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 yo. No, a man like Whiteside. I, I pray Whiteside has his bags already packed up because nah, he knows he's, yo, here's he's the, out of here. White, thing, yo, right? Nurkic is disgusting. I yo my here's my interpretation. I expected Nurkic to need some time to just you know get it going. When the real game starts, it may be a completely different team. But I see him out there turning shoulders, drop stepping. This guy is, bro, this guy is out there with what, 17, 13, three steals, yeah. and two blocks? And I'm realizing. Wait, but like, wait. And then I'm remembering, yo, this guy, the season this guy was having before he got injured was on mod 10, before he broke his leg. And I still remember, like, watching that game, listening to when I heard his leg literally snap in half. And for him to be back playing the way he is, I hope it carries over. And if he can play the way he, if he can be, you know, back. Portland pushes to that A seed. They're not going to beat the Lakers, but it'll be interesting. No, it's going to be very interesting. And yeah, I, like as a LeBron fan, like I'm not going to call myself a Lakers fan, but as a LeBron fan, I do not want to see Portland at all. Like I, I'm a Lakers that's why fan, I, but I want to see. Like, some good I don't want to see though. it. No, no, no. I'm super cool on that fam. still. Because, okay, but yo, bro, as a LeBron fan, you gotta... it'll go from a sweep. Nah, it'll go from a sweep to like a game six, possibly even seven, if these guys mess up and let Dame take two games off them. I hear that still. If you're telling me, and you have Whiteside off the bench, I feel like Whiteside coming off the bench, you'd be a way better player. Giving him a little, Nurk plays 28, give Whiteside the next 20? Nah, he wouldn't be able to do that. He wouldn't be able to do that because Whiteside's not mature enough to realize that the opportunity before him is bigger than his ego. No, no, he'll go out there and hot dog. No, no, I disagree. I think he knew, I think he knows what it was. And I see them, I see him in practice with like with Nurkic and things. I think they, like, I think he knows a lot of what I'm still. I, I feel think. like him and Dame have a good enough relationship where Dame will show him, like, this is yeah, what needs right. to happen. Yo, it is what it has, is. Whiteside has been on his best behavior all year because he has vets around him. The reason why in Miami he was moving that way was because he was looked at, and you can look at him and he can look at, he can look around in the gym and practice and say, yo, I'm better than all these men. You can't do that. So from from jump, once he touched his team, I knew he would be on his best behavior. I think he'll be fine. I don't obviously he's not gonna be happy the fact that he's touched the bench, but I think he'll be fine knowing that, you know, he's in the playoffs for one. And he he's gonna get minutes for sure. Because Nurch can't Nurk can't can't play thirty six. He was never playing that many minutes to begin with, just how big he is. So if he's getting twenty minutes a game, if he's hooping, maybe he stays in at the end of the game, I think he'll be cool for, you know, however long they last. I don't think he'll be there permanently, but Honestly, I can never really count on Whiteside. That guy has a loo- has a loose screw. Like, That's the thing; you don't have to coming off the nah, bench. No, 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 no. Even coming off the bench, you ever seen? Nah, when, have you ever seen Whiteside get fouled? <laughs> you 
<laughs> Yo, when White Sox gets fouled, it looks like a rabid animal in his eye. Like, he wants to murder a man. Like, what are you talking about? Now Yo, White Sox looks, looks insane. I have no idea what he's talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about. I have no clue. I have no idea what he's talking about. No, no, no. Now that I mentioned it, go when you see White Side play, watch when he gets fouled. He looks like he's going to murder a man. He, he's actually, he has a loose screw. I don't trust that guy in any sense. The only thing is, I trust Dame to keep him in check enough to a point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything <clears throat> um, really on my mind right now. Like, again, I'm just trying to, I want games to get serious again. Like, I just want serious basketball. I want to see some lockdown defense. I want to see people get up and down the court. I want to see people play basketball and fight for the positions in the standings, right? Like, scrimmages are nice. It's a nice little prelim, but it's nothing like the real thing, right? Yeah, you I guys agree. have anything else? Uh, no, that's it for me still. So just Nurk, Isaac. It's good to see some of those guys back. Roberson, obviously. It, he was off two years, so if it's a possibility that his jumper got better, you know, if he can do that and defend that somewhat the same place he was last year. Could be that's where his girl quick. shoots better than him, I like. That's not his girl, though. I don't think that's his girl no more. The 2K uh, girl's not his girl? Nah, but you know, if you replace him for, like, if he can shoot the ball and you replace him with, like, Ferguson... That's not bad, still. Like for OKC going forward, even well, I mean, though we'll yeah. we will see. I don't know, but anyways, it was a nice little pot. It's debut. We're out here. It's debut. I'm so glad we finally got all this together to bring it together as a podcast, man. And you guys can definitely expect that consistent content moving forward, twice a week, if not more. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe on YouTube because we're going to be parsing this out in clips as well as going to be. So we'll submit full length videos as well. Um, and then make sure on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Himalaya, whatever streaming platform you're listening to, make sure you rate us as highly as possible. Give us that five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is, just make sure it's highly rated. Um, once again, it's the Hardware Report. We're here with the same cast of characters, Kevin and Chris. We're going to keep giving that consistent content. So, Kev, I'm going to swing it to you, followed by Chris, before we take this out. Uh, I want you guys, all listeners, to let us know in the comments what you think about this Philadelphia situation. Do you think signing Al Horford was a bad decision? And if not, like, who do you attribute this struggle to? Is it Brett Brown? Is it just that the players don't fit together? Let us know in the comments. We'll engage with you guys, talk about it. And see you guys next time. It's good to be here. Debut day. Yeah, man, debut day. So off rip. Chris, Chris, what are you saying? Say yeah, they're going to hear me say this for the first time, bro. Don't hoard a good thing, fam. Like, if you know you're rocking with the podcast, show your next boy or a girl, whoever it is, your dad, pops, mom, we whoever We do not discriminate is, whatsoever. We do not. Like, all mans, we are here for the basketball lover, period. You know what I'm saying? But great discussion. Ball starts tomorrow. Next, we'll probably recap the games that we see up until then. So, I'll no, keep it locked. The hardwood report. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Debut! We're out here. Anyways. Hard report. Make sure you do all the things I said before, and we're going to get out your hair. Make sure you stay tuned. And in the words of Chris, don't hoard a good thing. Until next time.